We finally know the who's and the when's, but we don't know the what's. What are the best matchups in the upcoming season, and what will be the outcomes? Join us as we venture into a new series where we run down each and every team, starting with our top 10 matchups of the year. All that and more now on Beyond the Blitz. Good morning, afternoon, or evening, ladies and gentlemen. The Blitz crew back at it as always. Brandon Wells, Justin Rogers, and today we review the newly released 2020 NFL season schedule. There is a lot of stuff to talk about. We're going to get started with our top 10 games of the season right after we do our weekly headliners. We got five points for you here, starting off with super sad news out of Miami legendary head coach Don Shula has passed away at the age of 90. His legacy in the NFL includes the only perfect season ever to go perfect in the regular season and win the Super Bowl that same year, as well as the highest winning percentage of any coach in history. I think he's well submitted his candidacy for one of the greatest coaches of all time. Yeah, I think he definitely is one of the greatest coaches of all time. I mean, when you look at that roster for the year they went undefeated, I mean, you didn't have a lot of really big names, especially at quarterback that year. I mean, you had a lot of guys that really carried the team, but Don Shula was the reason why that team went undefeated that season. So, I mean, we see right now in the NFL a lot of times, like you see like the Cleveland Browns last year, Freddie Kitchens, a coach has a lot to do with whether a team is successful or not. So when you have a coach like Don Shula, for all those years that he was in Miami, he definitely did Miami a service and uh, definitely praying for his family going through this tough time right now. Rest in peace, coach. Frank Gore signs a one-year deal with the Jets. Andy Dalton signs a one-year deal with the Cowboys. And Jameis Winston signed a one-year deal with the Saints. Cam Newton is still unsigned. What are your thoughts? I think Frank Gore, I mean, he's just going through the AFC East, man. He's going to be a Patriot in 2021. It's going to happen. (laughs) Uh, I mean, you know, the last couple of years he's been on a couple of different AFC East teams. I mean, with the Jets right here, I mean, you got Le'Veon Bell. What a great addition, honestly, this is for Frank Gore. I mean, to mentor Le'Veon Bell, man, Le'Veon Bell, he, if I were him, I'd be in heaven right now. And he can help him out too with a lot of his off the field issues that he's had too, because Frank Gore is just a really good guy. Andy Dalton um, going to the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, this was kind of a shock to me, but honestly, like, I don't know what the really the Cowboys were thinking with this one, but they must have had a clear head when they made this decision. I don't think this has anything to do with Dak's contract at all. I think they're just looking for a veteran in case Dak goes down. And, you know, Andy Dalton, I mean, he only signed a one year deal. So I think he's really looking at for the rest of his career being a backup and being a solid backup in the NFL. Uh, Jameis Winston I mean uh, I've talked about it before I think that him signing with the Saints uh, this is a good signing I think he could be the next guy for the New Orleans Saints um, after Drew Brees retires and then Cam Newton we've seen lots of reports we've seen Cam Newton say that he only wants to be a starter and then it came out today that he's willing to be a backup so it, it it's interesting to see where he might go. I mean, Pittsburgh has been a team that everybody's been talking about. Patriots have been a back and forth team that everybody's been talking about with him. I think it's really going to come down to whether he wants to wait and see if a quarterback gets injured so he can step into a role or just go into a team that might have a young guy who he might want to step in for. 
So it just depends. But I think this is going to be still interesting free agency that we got going on. The former NFL MVP is in a very interesting situation, as in for one of the only times ever, I can't name a single team in the NFL that doesn't have their starting quarterback right now. Every single team is pretty solid with who they've got. And if they don't, then they have a great backup. I could see him maybe going to a place like Jacksonville. Gardner Minshew there is a little questionable, but the team seems to be pretty behind him uh, with Minshew Mania and all that. So Cam's in a very unfortunate situation, especially as a former NFL MVP. There will be no international games this upcoming season for the first time in a long time. So does this push back some plans for having international teams in the future as uh, canon NFL teams, such as our prediction of the Jaguars relocation to London? Uh, what do you think? Uh, how about the Dublin Shamrocks, though? Shout out to Morgan Pangle, who had that one. I was just about to say Dublin that. Shamrocks. Come on. But seriously, though, I mean, with international teams, I don't think this is really going to push back. I mean, it might push back plans but i think plans are still going to be in place within the next five to ten years uh and it just all depends really on how COVID affects the amount of crowds that really come out to all these nfl games i mean we don't even really know when the nfl season is going to start so with no international games this season yes that's going to hurt for a season but i guarantee you i mean what we were about to see four or five international games this season i would not be surprised if the season after they had six or seven games just to kind of make up for it so Yes, I think it is going to be pushed back, but it's inevitable, I think, that there is going to be an international team in the NFL at some point. Mitchell Trubisky, John Ross, Leonard Fournette, and Tack McKinley are among those whose fifth-year options were passed on this past week. Who has a chance out of this group of having a big year and proving to their teams that they are worthy of this long-term extension? I mean, I'm just kind of sad that Mitchell Trubisky, it just seems like he's being thrown under the bus in Chicago. And, you know, some of that, yes, is deserved, but, I mean, he did have a good season one season. For the Chicago Bears, so I know he's going to get an opportunity to start for the Chicago Bears, and maybe having Nick Foles there will light a fire under him, and he'll have a good season. But I mean, I would love to see him get a new deal, but honestly, I think he's going to get released and be um, one of those quarterbacks. I mean, like we saw with Marcus Mariota and with Jameis Winston, go in free agency and try to get a starting job with somebody else or um, compete for a backup. I mean, we don't know. I think Leonard Fournette will have a breakout year, um, over 1,000 yards, over 10 touchdowns. I think he'll re-sign with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Tack McKinley, I think he has a very rare opportunity right now to be one of those guys on the Atlanta Falcons defense who can really make a difference, especially if they somehow make a playoff push this year, which I don't think is going to happen. But again, man, that defense is going to be the reason if they do make a playoff push. And I could see him possibly having like a Bud Dupree type year where he has 10 plus sacks. Um, you never know. And then John Ross, I would have said, heck yeah, he's going to have a great season. But then they drafted T. Higgins. So I don't know how much he's really going to be involved in the offense. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see what some of these fifth year options on how they'll do this season. But we'll just have to find out in 2020. The NFL, as long as many other businesses and states around the nation announced their plan to reopen facilities. Justin, what are their plans? So Roger Goodell sent a memo Wednesday laying out the protocols on how facilities may open. And this includes a lot of consent from state government officials, um, an establishment of a club infection response team, uh, social distancing and other measures. And also just going off of that um, with a club infection response team, the Houston Texans became one of the first teams to really reach out and see if there's anybody who can come in and start really um, clean their facilities. So that's awesome just to see that. 
and that is from Grant Gordon on, on NFL.com. And some of the protocols we're going about to see is really not going to come all at once. So not everybody's going to come in the building at once. And I think we're going to see this with a lot of businesses. It's really going to start coming in phases and in stages on when they're going to reopen. And Roger Goodell said the first phase is going to involve a number of non-player personnel. Um, so no players uh, would be permitted in the facility except a continued course of therapy. So when a player had therapy during the offseason, those are the only type of players who can really come in. And clubs are need to start making steps to try to come back into their facilities by May 15th. And that's what Roger Goodell said as well. So by May 15th, we're going to know a lot more about possibly when the NFL season could start. But really, it's starting on the ground level with these facilities opening. And it's a good sign for the NFL possibly starting on time. So with the brand new release of the official 2020 NFL schedule, we have written down our top 10 matchups that we are most anticipating for this upcoming season. We have them here in order for you from 10 to 1. What games are we most looking forward to? Justin, what is your number 10 game of the season? When you think about the top 10 games of the season, for me, I think of close, high-scoring games. And a lot of those games during the season are between two teams that have top five picks in the NFL draft, the upcoming draft. So two teams that aren't as good. And one game that I'm really looking forward to seeing is Bengals going to Washington and facing the Redskins, the number one overall pick and the number two overall pick facing off in Washington in week 11. This is going to be an interesting game just because of the hype around the number one overall pick playing the number two overall pick. But I also think that both of these teams have gotten rosters together enough to really have a competitive game for this game. I think Chase Young will go off in this game, but I also think Joe Burrow is going to go off. This game is going to be a high scoring game. Uh, and I think defense is really going to have to come into play for this game. But yeah, Bengals at Redskins, number 10. That's a really interesting pitch, Justin. Uh, my number 10 to start off with my list, and the season is starting off with this game. I've got the Texans going to Kansas City to play the Chiefs. I don't necessarily think this is going to be a close game. I think the Chiefs are going to run away with it quickly, but I cannot have the first game of the season not on my schedule. This is the game we're all looking forward to the most at this point because it is officially opening kickoff and the hype is just so real so i gotta have this game on there that's my number 10 yeah and even more so if the season starts late um this will definitely be one of those games that everybody looks forward to especially if the season is pushed back by a couple of weeks or months so that's a good pick right there brandon with my number nine i'm gonna pick a game that happened last season right around the same time that it's about to happen this season and this is gonna have a lot of playoff implications and that's why i put it in my top 10 Pittsburgh traveling to Buffalo. We saw this game last year and we saw the Steelers offense completely fall apart. Now where this game is ranked at the end of the season, honestly, is going to all come down to whether Big Ben is healthy towards the end of the season for the Steelers. And I think that this is going to be another one of those close games, possibly an overtime game. But honestly, it's going to be defense on defense as we saw. Really two top five defenses playing each other. And honestly, I love offensive games, but defensive games with one or two really big offensive plays. Those are fantastic games as well. So I think as far as one of the best defensive games of the season, I could definitely see the Steelers traveling to Buffalo being one of those games that is a very defensive game and a game that has at least four turnovers in the game. And it's really going to show whether Josh Allen's a legit quarterback or not going against the top five defense in Pittsburgh. And it's really going to see the longevity of Ben Roethlisberger. So I think this could definitely be a top 10 game of the season. And that game is in week 14. 
longevity of Ben Roethlisberger. I don't know if that'd be a term I'd use to describe Big Ben right now. The dude can't stay healthy. He's old as heck. But, you know, the Steelers are not at all a bad team. The Bills don't have the highest scoring offense in the NFL. So this could end up being a very surprise game for the Bills if they don't game plan and overlook this game correctly. My number nine game are probably two of the teams with the most eyes on them, teams with the most approved quarterbacks under center with a lot to prove. And by this point in the season, week 13, these teams are going to be established at this point, and they will have more to prove at this week than any in the season. And I'm talking about the Dallas Cowboys at the Baltimore Ravens. This is going to be a very good team, two very high-powered teams on both sides of the ball. The Cowboys have a brand-new coach. Lamar Jackson is still trying to prove the haters wrong, and this is going to be a very high-powered game and I'm looking forward to it yeah I definitely think that could be a good game and especially with the Cowboys defense it's going to be interesting to see how they go against probably one of the better rushing attacks we'll see if not the best rushing attacks we'll see in the 2020 season so it's going to be interesting really to see how that Dallas team does but in again this is going to be one of those games that's going to really decide what team goes to what seating in the playoffs So for number eight, I'm going to pit off probably one quarterback who's rising, probably going to be the best quarterback in NFL history, and one quarterback that everybody says is the best quarterback in history. I'm going to have the Chiefs traveling to Tampa Bay, playing the Buccaneers. This is a very interesting matchup, and it's in week 12. So again, another playoff implication game. And this is the Chiefs who are coming off of a Super Bowl win. And this is a Buccaneers team that really took a lot of different pieces. And now they're coming over, especially from the Patriots. We saw Rob Gronkowski traded over. We saw Tom Brady come over to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And this is really going to be a test at home for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers towards the end of the season. And, I mean, as we remember, the Kansas City Chiefs, I mean, Pat Mahomes, he lost to Tom Brady. And I think Bruce Arians is bringing this team together really well and I mean as we've been saying the Chiefs are a team that it's going to be really really hard to win against them and I think this could be a low scoring game but definitely a game that is on the top 10. This is probably my bubble game my number 11 game it didn't quite make my list but everything you said copy and paste this is going to be a great game. My number eight, sticking with the Ravens, the Chiefs go to Baltimore here at week three. Probably the two most high-powered offenses in the NFL. You have the two most recent MVPs in the NFL going ahead at head-to-head here in week three. This was not a disappointing game last year, and it's not going to be a disappointing game again this year. Mahomes and Jackson could very well be the new Brady-Manning type of rivalry that we need in the NFL. Uh, I'm just looking forward to these two teams slinging the ball around. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to have that game on my list later, and we'll talk a little bit about that more two offenses that are fantastic those defenses are really going to be tested this is my one of two division rival games at number seven here and i'm going to say the arizona cardinals traveling to seattle in week 11 i think when we saw russell wilson against carson palmer a couple years ago i think we're going to have the same type of rivalry with the Seahawks and Cardinals. We saw that Seahawks and 49ers rivalry. I think this rivalry this year is going to be better as far as the quality of games this year. And here's why you have Deandre Hopkins coming and the Seattle secondary. Yes, they did get better, but I think overall this Cardinals team, I mean, they have a lot of hype surrounding them right now and that offense, they're going to start performing like that Seattle Seahawks offense. So I could definitely see this Cardinals team going down the field and Kyler Murray really having a game-winning drive at the end of the game, possibly. You know, this is week 11. This is where teams really test whether they're playoff-worthy or not. So I really like the Cardinals 
in this game. But again, it's Seattle in Seattle. So I think both of these games for the Cardinals and the Seahawks playing one another, they're going to definitely be some of the best games we'll see in 2020. I like that pick. I think the Cardinals are definitely the dark horse of this upcoming season. My number seven game, you have probably two of the most surprising AFC teams from a year ago, and they're going to be just as surprisingly good this year. Uh, I got the Buffalo Bills going to Tennessee to play the Titans. The Titans are always an all or nothing team. They either get it done or they don't, and they usually show up when it matters. And they're going to do the same here against the Bills. The Bills are going to have their hands full with the Titans here at week five. Uh, You know, Derrick Henry's going to challenge this elite Buffalo defense and Josh Allen is going to have his hands full with Tennessee's defense. It's going to be a lower scoring game, but it's going to be the clash of the two most surprising AFC teams from a year ago. Yeah, I think that's one that's really an underrated game. I don't have that one on my top 10, but definitely an underrated game with two younger quarterbacks. I mean, yes, Tannehill isn't that young, but it's two really younger teams with some coaches that don't have as much experience, but I really like that game, Brandon. Number six, I have another rivalry, and I'm having a Thanksgiving game here on my number six pick, the Ravens, traveling to Pittsburgh in week 12, playing the Pittsburgh Steelers. This is one of the greatest rivalries in NFL history. The last time we saw the Pittsburgh Steelers play the Baltimore Ravens on a holiday game was, I believe it was Christmas with the last-minute dive by Antonio Brown to get the ball across the end zone. I think we're going to see that kind of game right here for the Ravens and the Steelers. Again, a lot of these Steelers games, it all comes down to whether Big Ben is healthy or not. But even honestly, even if Mason Rudolph plays, I think the Steelers defense will do enough against this Ravens offense to keep it a game. But honestly, both of these defenses are really good defenses. And that honestly, just for the rivalry itself, you got to put this on the top 10 Ravens Steelers. Number six, Ravens Steelers, probably the biggest rivalry in the NFL. It's not even just top 10. But maybe all the sports, yeah, see top 10. My number six is my first of two division rivalries. You also have two. I have two as well. The brand new Tampa Bay Buccaneers traveling to New Orleans to play the Saints. This could be the division rivalry to keep an eye on this season as the Buccaneers are a completely new team headed into this season. And this is week one, mind you. So this is going to be all to prove for Tom Brady. See what he can do in the Butts jersey. So the Buccaneers are going to come out full send on one of the best teams in the NFL on the road to play none other than Drew Brees, another one of those top tier quarterbacks of all time. So Drew Brees and Tom Brady head to head week one, Tom Brady, new uniform. This is going to be a very exciting game. I think this Breeze-Brady matchup is going to be Manning-Brady reincarnated as far as quality of games between two legendary quarterbacks. So really like that pick here. At number five, I think a game that you mentioned earlier, the Chiefs on Monday Night Football visiting Baltimore in week three. And I just really like this matchup as you copy and paste really everything you said earlier. Two great offenses. Uh, I think the Ravens might have a little bit of edge in this game. But honestly, this is going to be a game where both teams really at the beginning of the season are really going to see what they are made of towards the beginning of the season. And like you said, two former MVPs battling at it. And I think this could definitely be a game that at the beginning of the season decides who may get that number one seed because I believe it is between the Ravens and the Chiefs. So love this game. And I love that it's on Monday Night Football too. Uh, Always some of the better games on Monday Night Football. One of the greatest games of Monday Night Football that we saw of all time. We saw the Chiefs and the Rams play. And so we could get another type game like that with this game with the Chiefs and the Ravens. My number five pick here is a very interesting one. I'm talking about the week 13 matchup between two of the teams, in my opinion, who have shown the fastest rebuilding process ever. 
You have the first two quarterbacks taken in the draft going head-to-head, the Cincinnati Bengals at the Miami Dolphins. This is a game a lot of people are sleeping on right now. These are two teams that could compete within the coming years. I don't know about this upcoming season, but we're going to see a glimpse of what could be with these two teams as these two teams had a great offseason, and it's going to continue into the next coming years, and we're going to get a little bit of sweet taste of what could come in the next few seasons. Joe Burrow versus Tua, and I'm excited for it. Like I think this draft class is going to be just like that 06 draft class that we saw with Ben Roethlisberger, Philip Rivers, and Eli Manning. So this could definitely be one of those matchups that we'll see every year. Also, just a side note, this is I think this is one of the first times where the top three quarterbacks are all playing each other this season. We see Herbert playing both Burrow and playing Tua and vice versa for all three of those quarterbacks. So that's very interesting. So number four for me, I think a game that honestly, this is just a game that literally gives Saints fans heart attacks every time they see the Vikings on their schedule, whether it's even in the playoffs or in the regular season, Vikings at Saints. And I'm going to just commend the NFL right now for making it a Christmas game. This will probably be one of the best Christmas games besides the Steelers and Ravens that I'll probably ever see. Um, And I think these two teams are going to see each other in the playoffs two weeks later. You know, we could definitely be seeing that. But again, two offenses that are dominant. I mean, yes, the Vikings did lose to Von Diggs, but they did get Justin Jefferson. So it's going to be very interesting. And we have been talking about the Vikings and having depth, I think that's really going to come into this week 16 game against the New Orleans Saints. And I feel like both of these teams are going to be riding a high in this game. And both teams are really going to go at it. Look for this game to be overtime. Look for this game to at least have 28 points by each team scored. And it's going to come down to a last second play. I love this game. These two teams are taking over the crown of most interesting out-of-division rivalry. There's a real rivalry burning here right now, especially between the fan bases. Uh, This is nothing short of exciting. My number four pick is uh, another New Orleans game. I have the 49ers going to New Orleans to play the Saints. This could very well be our NFC Championship matchup. I wouldn't be surprised if it wasn't. Uh, Week 10, 49ers, Saints. Nothing more to say about it. Two of the best teams in the NFL. Both teams are going to be rolling at this point in the season as well. Great game. I love that one. A great matchup last year, and I think it'll be a good one this year too. Number three here. Now, this is just a personal fan favorite from the last two times these two teams have played. Number three, the Pittsburgh Steelers traveling to Dallas and playing the Dallas Cowboys. The last two times these teams have played have not disappointed. The fake spike by Ben Roethlisberger and throwing it to Antonio Brown to get the lead and then Zeke running right up the middle to end the game and then Tony Romo four years before that throwing a pick six to end the game Steelers win that game I think this is definitely going to be one of those games at every time the Steelers and Cowboys play it's a close game right at the end a nail biter I think it's going to be the exact same game this year uh and possibly a Super Bowl matchup probably not but this is just always a fun and exciting game to watch every regular season when they play I know you didn't just say that the Steelers are going to the Super Bowl this year I know you didn't just say that. Talk about a hot take. Also, we game. This is your third best, most anticipated game of the season. Oh yeah, hmm. definitely. It's gonna be a good game, but oh, man, nah, hey, that's that's flexing. But we'll see, man. We'll see. My number three pick. I have uh, my last division rivalry here: the 49ers going to Seattle to play the Seahawks. This is a matchup that never disappoints. I think they're going to split the division this year just like they did last year. And the 49ers and Seahawks week eight is going to be one to watch. 
Yeah, I love that pick right there. One of the best rivalries in the league right now. And number two, just one that you talked about earlier, the 49ers and Saints. Uh, one of the greatest games last year. And I think we're going to have a repeat. It's not going to disappoint. And like you said, possibly an NFC championship match right here. And, and it's in week 10. It's going to be towards the end of the season. Both teams are going to fight hard. Uh, I Nothing more to say about this game. It's going to be one of the best of the season. I'm thinking we're both going to have the same number one here. But my number two is the Viking Saints. You mentioned it earlier. Uh, I've mentioned it earlier as well. At just week 16, great game. Christmas Day. Vikings in New Orleans is going to be interesting because last time they went to New Orleans, it was a crazy overtime finish. I think the Saints might edge them out this time, but we'll see. The number one for me was, I think the last time, this was my Super Bowl prediction, the Chiefs traveling to New Orleans and playing the Saints. I think, first of all, week 15, I think both of these teams are going to be the number one seed by this point in the season. So they're both going to be really playing for the number one seed, especially now when that number one seed is even more coveted because it's the only team that gets a bye in the playoffs. So both these teams, like I've been saying for the last couple of games, are going to be playing hard. They're going to want this game. This is going to come down to a field goal, and we will see who wins this game. But this is going to be some fireworks on offense, man. If this doesn't describe how crazy it is that we have the same number one pick and how exciting this game is going to be, there are 512 matchups every year in the NFL, and we have the same number one. This game is going to be nothing short of legendary, incredible. Chiefs and Saints, my oh my, this is probably going to be the Super Bowl matchup, but week 15, best game of the season. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's time we introduce our theme for the upcoming two months, eight weeks, eight divisions. We're going to go division by division, and we're going to predict every single team's final record, who they're going to beat, who they're going to lose to, and this week's edition of Rundown. I'm going to begin it off at the very top of the AFC East, the Buffalo Bills, starting week number one at home against the Jets. I got them winning that game. Then they go to the road week two against Miami. I have them winning that game. They come back home. They'll beat the Rams. Then they go to Vegas, the Raiders' brand new stadium, where they're going to show the Raiders who's boss, the Bills, start the season 4-0. and Now, here's where it gets interesting because they go on the road to Tennessee here, and Tennessee always wins the games that you don't think they will. This is no different. The Bills fall this game. Then they go back home to play the best team in the NFL, the Chiefs. The Bills don't know what's coming for them. They lose that game, so I have them a 4-2 now. Then they go back onto the road after that, but they're playing a much lackluster team compared to the Chiefs and the Jets, two opposite sides of the spectrum. The Bills are going to remember how good they are. They're going to take away that win. Then they play the Patriots for the first time without Tom Brady in two decades, and they're going to get the win there. Then they stay home and they play Seattle. I think that they lose to the Seahawks in a very close game. It's going to come down to the wire. They lose that one. Then they go on the road to Arizona where another very exciting, very close game. The Bills are going to win that game. Then they have their bye week where the bye week is going to help them destroy the Chargers at home. Then they go on the road to play the 49ers. Another two opposite ends of the Spectrums type game here. They fall to the 49ers, come back home. They beat the Steelers, lose to the Broncos in Denver. Watch that game. Then they go to Foxborough where they beat the Patriots, come back home, they beat the Dolphins. The Buffalo Bills' final record, 11-5. and five. Nice record there. and That's the same record I have, but a little bit different results here. Let's go week one at home against the New York Jets. They get the dub there. Then they go to face possibly Tua Tagovailoa and the Miami Dolphins and get the dub there. But... They go back home and they lose to the Los Angeles Rams, who I think are going to be hot towards the beginning of the season and then fall off towards the end of the season. Then they go to Las Vegas, get the win 
at the Raiders. And then they hit a little bit of a snag here. They go to Tennessee, lose to Tennessee, then come back home and lose to the Kansas City Chiefs. But then they get a little bit of a good streak here in the division. They go to the Jets. They win against the Jets, come back home, play the Patriots, get the dub against them. And then they shock the NFL by coming back home and beating the Seattle Seahawks, then traveling to Arizona the following week and beating the Arizona Cardinals. Then they get the bye week, like you said, crush the Chargers, then go to San Francisco, win at San Francisco. Funny how the Rams are the only team in the NFC West that they do not win against. Then they stay at home, play Pittsburgh, lose to the Steelers, then go to the Denver Broncos, and they win against the Broncos. Then travel on the road again to Foxborough, lose to the Patriots as they're trying to make a playoff run. But then they come back home, get a big win against the Miami Dolphins, and end the season 11-5. and Two minds think alike. Our next team in the AFC East is the Miami Dolphins. Starting in week one, they travel to Foxborough where they lose this game simply because New England's defense is too good and the rookie quarterback will be a little shaken up. Welcome to the NFL, Tua. This is a tough defense. Same story. They come back home. They play another very tough defense. Tua doesn't know what's going on. Two of the best defenses back-to-back. They lose to the Bills, start 0-2. Then they go on the road to Jacksonville where Tua finally gets his footing, gets his first NFL win in Jacksonville. Come back home. They drop the Nets 3-6. to to Seattle at home, and then on the road with the 49ers and Broncos. I think they lose those three games before they come back home and beat the Chargers. Then they stay at home where they lose to the Rams, go on the road where they lose to the Cardinals. Then they come back home, and then they slack the Jets. I think that the Miami Dolphins did their most impressive win of the season here. Then they have their bye week, and then they go on the road to the Jets, and it's a completely different story here. They lose. Then they come back home, they play the Bengals, they lose this one, and the to a Joe Burrow matchup I mentioned a little bit earlier. I think the Bengals edge them out on this one. They get destroyed by the Chiefs the next week. Patriots come home for their third home game in a row, and they beat the Patriots. The Patriots have a tough time playing in Miami, and it's going to continue there. The Dolphins always have the Patriots numbers, at least once a year here recently anyway. Then they go on the road where they beat the Raiders in their shiny new stadium, and then they lose to the Bills in Buffalo. The Dolphins finished the season 5-11. and 11. A little bit of similarity between us and some of the wins and losses they have. Let's see what we got here for the Miami Dolphins. They start on the road with the Patriots, and they lose that one. Then come back home and lose the Buffalo Bills starting the season 0-2. Then get their first win of the season going on the road in Jacksonville, beating Minshew Mania. Then they come back home, and they start their three-game losing streak to the Seahawks at home, and then the 49ers and Broncos both on the road. Then they come back home, get the win against the Chargers, then shock the NFL and win against the Rams. I believe the Rams are going to be right about 5-2 and two around here, so this will be a shock for the NFL. And then they will lose on the road to the Cardinals, and then right before their bye, get a pretty impressive win against the Jets. But then coming off the bye, they lose to the Jets in New York, and then they come back home. And Tua shows he is a better rookie quarterback than Joe Burrow and wins at home against the Cincinnati Bengals, but then comes off of that, finishing the year one and three, losing to the Chiefs and the Patriots, going to Las Vegas and getting the win, but then eventually losing to the Bills in Buffalo, ending the season six and ten. Next up on our list, we have the New England Patriots. 
Patriots week one get the win at home against Miami. I said that a couple seconds ago. Then they go on the road where they lose to the Seahawks and Patriots start seeing their future without Tom Brady. And then they come back home and they win against the Raiders. So they start out two and one, not too shabby. They go on the road where the Chiefs show them who's boss. The Chiefs get that one. Then they go back home where they lose to Denver for the first time since Peyton Manning. Then they have their bye week, a very early bye week for the Patriots. Then they come back home where they shock the 49ers in a very close game because Bill Belichick, again, the Patriots are all Bill Belichick at this point. He knows Jimmy Garoppolo and he shuts down the 49ers offense big time. Then they go on the road where they lose to the Bills. Then they go on the road where they beat the Jets, come back home where again, another surprising win. They beat the Ravens here simply because again, that defense is good. And Lamar Jackson is going to make some mistakes. At least one defensive touchdown for the Patriots, very low scoring game. Give me the Patriots at home against the Ravens go on the road where they lose to the Texans come back home where they lose to the Cardinals again Cardinals are my dark horse team this year then they go on the road three weeks in a row they beat the Chargers and the Rams in their home stadium and then they go on the road to Miami where they lose to the Dolphins said that a couple seconds ago as well come back home where they lose to the Bills and then they end the season with a win against the Jets eight and eight the Patriots finish maybe getting into the playoffs I like that pretty good, Brandon. Let's see how the Patriots do for my prediction. They start the season off winning three in a row at home against the Dolphins. Shocked Seattle in Seattle getting the win there. And then gain the obvious win at home against the Raiders. And then they go on a little bit of a losing streak here. They lose at the Chiefs. Then they go back home. They lose to the Broncos, have their bye week, and then lose yet again to the San Francisco 49ers, then travel to Buffalo and lose. And then their losing streak ends against the New York Jets in New York, and then getting a surprising win against the Baltimore Ravens the following week, but then go on a little bit of a losing streak again, losing to the Texans and the Cardinals, but then make a playoff push towards the end of the season, winning in Los Angeles, not one, but two weeks in a row against the Chargers and the Rams, and then going to Miami and getting the win, and then coming back home, beating the Bills, but then eventually losing to the Jets at the end of the season, ending the season 9-7. and seven. The last team in the AFC East, we have the New York Jets, and the Jets do not have quite as good of a season. Let's run through it, Justin. They start the season off at Buffalo, where they lose that one, come back home where they lose to the 49ers, go back on the road where they lose to the Colts, come back home where they lose to the Broncos, then the Cardinals come to New York where they lose to the Cardinals. Starting the season off 0-5, when they go on the road to the Chargers, Chargers don't get it done, the Jets win that one, then they come back home where they lose to the Bills, go on the road to the Chiefs, and oof, it's going to be a slaughterhouse there, the Chiefs win that one. Then they come back home where they lose to the Patriots, on the road against Miami where they lose that one. Then they have their bye week, a nice little end of the year, kind of midweek. They beat the Dolphins after the bye week. So they just played them, come back at home where they have a week to prepare. They get it done. Then they welcome the Raiders where the Raiders get it done. They lose to the Raiders in that one. Go on the road to Seattle where they lose that. Go on the road to L.A. where they lose to the Rams. So they go to L.A. twice this season. Keep that noted. They go one and one in L.A. this year. Then at home against Cleveland, where they win that one, the Browns are fighting for a playoff spot, so it's only fitting the Browns don't get it done. And then on the road in Foxborough, where they finish the season with a loss, the New York Jets end the season 3-13. and And now, finally, we have the New York Jets. Like you said, not going to have a great season, but I have a feeling they're going to upset a lot of teams looking to get that 6th and 7th seed in the playoffs. And let's start 
with them visiting the Buffalo Bills and not getting it done. And then the following week going to San Francisco, also not getting it done. But then again, shocking a lot of teams going to Indianapolis and beating Phillip Rivers and the Indianapolis Colts. And then this is when they start their losing streak, losing to the Broncos and the Cardinals, and then going to Los Angeles and losing to the Chargers, then the Bills, and then, like you said, getting slaughtered by the Chiefs in Kansas City, one of the loudest stadiums in the NFL, if not the entire United States, coming back home, playing the Patriots, losing to the Patriots, and then losing in Miami, and all hope looks lost, and then they have their bye week. And then they come right back home and they beat the Dolphins at home again. They lose to the Raiders. And then they have a two-week road trip as they go to Seattle and lose. And then to Los Angeles and lose to the Rams. And then they end their season on a win streak, most likely ending the playoff hopes of the Cleveland Browns and beating Cleveland. And then possibly ending the playoff hopes of the Patriots traveling to New England and beating the Patriots just like Miami did this past season. We could possibly see it with the New York Jets again, ending at 4-12. and 12. Mostly similar on some of these, Justin. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. Blitzker, as always, Brandon Wells, Justin Rogers. And join us next week where our rundown special will include the NFC East, where we review the Cowboys, Redskins, Giants, and Eagles. Where will they place? Who will they beat? Who will they lose to? Find out next week on Beyond the Blitz.